All right, welcome. Teaching others also. And this morning, we're going to be back in Psalm 1. We're looking at focus in 2022. And so this morning is Wednesday, and we are beginning the 12th of January. 12th of January, Wednesday. Now, <clears throat> we've gone through some other stuff, and again, I know a little bit of review helps, but this is one of those things that when we're learning or whatever you want to call it here, uh, building up ourselves for the new year, the other sessions are kind of indispensable if you're going to follow the continuity. And you can't go over everything or you'd literally have to go over an, an hour and a half of stuff. Now, Psalm 1, we're going to read the psalm, make one or two reviewing, refreshing comments, and then we're going to look continue to look at day, today at verse 2 where it said, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law doth He meditate day and night. That is not gender specific. You can put an S in there, it's a she. You know, you know I'm amazed. And everybody's different. I, I would not have the audacity to try to correct the Lord. And a lot of times that's what's happening when people are trying to tell God you should not have translated the Bible this way. You should not have had those men do it. And so, you know, that's, that's just how it goes. So, Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the, in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Notice that as a distinct contrast. And you'll have to refer to those first five or six, those first six sessions. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water <laughs> that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I want to throw this in here, please. Uh, yesterday, of course, we did our daily broadcast on this of Focus in 2022, but we also did a thing on which mind, which mind. And let me say this, that you have to be patient with a new convert, someone coming to Christ. But if you've come to Christ and you have an issue with something as simple as, you know, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord and he shall be like a tree. And, and you've just got this hang up that, that somehow it's not fair that it says he, then I'm going to ask you to do something. Truthfully ask God if you have a right to do to have that attitude and ask him which mind you're using when it rises up and rebels and chafes against it. This is not a misogynist statement, but God is a he. And you and I will be like the Lord Jesus Christ in eternity. There won't be a gender in that sense, and you're not going to hang on to it. And... Also, also, <coughs> when you get there, 
You're not going to have all this stuff going around in your head. But on the way there, God wants you to deal with it to show who is first, foremost, who is Lord, who is King, who is Christ. And when we take our mind and exercise our will upon it and bring it in line with this book, because in his, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. In his law, God's law. You can't change God and you can't change his gender because you don't like it. It won't happen. And, and I don't want to get off, but I'm going to for a minute. God is not in democracy. Democracy is ruled by the demo, by the people. That's why we call studies in people demographics. God is not in that. He's not in it in the local church. It's not what do the people want. It's what God wants. You say, well, I know some leaders and they weren't doing what God wants. That's true. That's absolutely true. But I'll say this to you. It's a whole lot easier for God to get one man to listen to him and then lead than it is for God to get a hundred people to listen and follow. Are you getting that? The sheep don't get up in the morning out there where they're running sheep and say, I wonder what we ought to do today. And someone says, I think we ought to do this. You go tell that shepherd, this is what we're going to do or else. It doesn't work that way. And for every negative you can think about some kind of, you know, dictatorship and all that, I can show you a hundred things that are bad about democracy. Just go read the book of Judges. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, seventh book from the beginning of your Old Testament. And I say all that to say it goes directly in line with what I'm going to talk about this morning. You see, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. So the first thing is what it says. The law of the Lord, what it says. You say, well, what is the law of the Lord? It's the Bible. Cover to cover. Now, let me say what's in the cover of the Bible. There are some quotes that are quotes of a person or even a supernatural character called Lucifer. And those quotes are not God's opinion. Those are God-given record to those people's rebellion. But it's what he wants you to have. That's why it's called generically the law of the all-encompassing, the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate first what it says. Now, ready? Not what we think it says. Not what someone else says it says. You ready? Not what commentaries say it says. <coughs> now, look, look, I'm not, I'm not telling you that I don't ever and have not ever had to listen and weigh out what people say. Oh, of course not. None of what I'm saying is brand new or unique. If it was, I wouldn't say it because I'd be scared to death of it because I came up with it. But I will say this. I'm not going to believe something just because a commentary says it. I'm not going to believe it just because somebody quotes a lexicon. If you don't know what a lexicon is, that's fine that you don't. But I'll just say this. When they start telling you that this word ought to be translated and this word ought to be, and the Greek says they may not mean to at all. I promise you they don't mean to. They're lying. There has never been on the face of the earth a, an original manuscript that entailed the 66 books of the Bible. That's why we have to take it by faith, but we also take it by the witness that God gave when he had people do it. And it says it's of no private interpretation. The word interpret right there is plainly 
the idea of going from one language to another of what we would call translating also. When I've traveled the world just in the, in the pathway of duty, whether it be New Guinea, uh, whether it be in uh, Ukraine or Germany, whether it be Romania, wherever it was, you would have somebody with you called an interpreter. They were going to take one language and turn it into another language in the Pidgin English that they use as the general language in New Guinea, it's called turning talk. They take your talk and they turn it into their talk so people can understand it. I was preaching once in a foreign country and I got done and we're sitting there with my, with my uh, translator and they'd had somebody else come up and do part of what I said and I sat down and I looked at him and I said, that guy wasn't saying what I said, was he? And he looked away, he's trying to avoid conflict, and finally he said, no, brother, he wasn't saying what you said. I said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew just enough of it to know that he wasn't saying it, and I could tell by the responses. What it says. Secondly, what it is saying. Now, not what it is saying first, see. You have to be aware of applications and interpretations that start off doing that before they say, take it as what it says. Take it for what it says. <clears throat> if it says, in everything give thanks, don't change that. Because it didn't say, for everything give thanks. He said, in it. There's things that God doesn't expect you to thank Him for, but He expects you to thank Him in it. See? And if you turn that, you're actually trying to make the human mind do what God never required of it. Now, secondly, then, first, what it says. Secondly, what it's saying. You see, why in the law of the Lord? Because that's where anything to do with eternity happens. It takes life down here and it connects it to eternity. It connects it to a prosperity that is touched of God. And we have to remember something. We have to remember that there has been this rise of reported. I don't know if there's a rise of actual depression or suicides or violence. I know that there's a rise of the reported ones. And most likely, as we come to the end of this age, there's going to be a rise. I know there's going to be a rise in violence. Jesus said, as the days of Noah, and the Bible says about Noah, that the earth was filled with violence. There's going to be dissatisfaction. There's going to be perversion, adultery, divorces. There's going to be a rise in it. Because of that increase, that dramatic increase of some parts of it, we need more than ever to delight in the law of the Lord and to meditate in it day and night. That doesn't mean you get to sit somewhere on a mat, you know, with your legs crossed and your fingertips together. You don't get to do that. It doesn't mean you get to, you know, go away and, and hide somewhere like, the, like a monastery would. We don't get to. You say, well, doesn't salvation change everything? Salvation changes your destination and your potential on earth. But then the law of the Lord has to do our leading, our ruling, our instructing, and we have to participate in it. So, <clears throat> the reason I'm spending a couple days on this is that, but His delight is in the law of the Lord in contrast to everything else. Listen, beware. Beware of mere devotional thoughts. Devotional thoughts are great. They're great. Devotions are great. 
but beware of mere devotional thoughts. Because if you start pulling devotional thoughts out of context and you start trying to paraphrase and summarize the truth, you miss the power of it. In his law doth he meditate day and night. It, it, I promise you, this book can be the measure of what you think, of which mind you're using, as we said yesterday morning. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but what? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We have a finished book in front of us. We have a complete book in front of us. We have a settled book in front of us. You know, I'm going to direct your attention for a minute before I close this morning to Genesis 1. Just go over there for a minute. I mean, very first page of, your, of the text of your King James Bible, Genesis chapter 1. This, this is important. This is a blessing to you if you want it to be. Genesis chapter 1. You know the verse. Most of you should know it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay? Now, here's just one verse, one statement. And yet, in this statement are some of the most amazing things that declare that the law of God should be our meditation day and night and that we should delight in it. This statement is the seed. The, listen, the Bible, the Word of God, the law of God is the seed of all good thought. You want to have good thoughts? You want to have good thoughts in the midst of trouble while you're working? You know, I, I know people have made light of it, but I'm thankful that I was around a fella who taught me that when something hurts, learn to say praise the Lord. He said, when you hit the wrong nail with your hammer, we're framing, going through Bible school, and you hit the thumbnail, the wrong nail, he said, thank God, say praise the Lord. <clears throat> and you say, well, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. What a great response. Am I thankful that I did it? No, but I'm going to give thanks in it. And you'd be surprised how it changes your mind and attitude. Same thing about traffic. Same thing about crazy drivers. Same things about stuff that goes wrong. We're about out of time this morning, but tomorrow and Friday, I hope you'll tune in because we're going to talk about this thing because I promise you, I promise you, after years and years, decades of of want to know the Lord and walk with the Lord, these truths to get started on your year focused will make everything else in your life strong in God. In His law doth He meditate day and night. See you in the morning.